Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. We are brought to you by MedHab, makers of RPM Squared, an innovative system of gait analysis that slips right into your running shoes. My name is Richard Diaz. I am your host. Are you a runner? Do you love to get out and challenge yourself? Running your first marathon or maybe caught the bug of obstacle racing? Well, sit tight because this is a show you just don't want to miss. All right, I've got the great pleasure, finally, of bringing on Coach Payne, famous for his inspirational cues of the Battle Frog series events. And we talked about bringing him on. Almost kismet that I would bring him on today, but it is what it is, and it's probably meant to be, and I'm very pleased to have him on. Coach Dwayne, would you say hello to my audience, please? How you guys doing out there, everybody? Um, it's great to meet everybody. I'm sure I know quite a few of you guys that are tuning in, and uh, it's a privilege to have the opportunity to speak with you guys. So let's go ahead and kick the elephant out of the room real quick, okay? Today, I mean just hours ago, I was notified that Battle Frog is folding up their tent, and... They suggest that they're suspending their their efforts and maybe redirecting their, their energies towards some other media-based approaches to their, their brand. And it's a dark day. I think it's a dark day for the industry to lose such a powerful asset in the obstacle course industry. Clearly, the gentleman I have on the show with me is is hurt by this as well because I'm sure that he drew, aside from providing so much inspiration, he drew a lot of inspiration from the people that participated in these events, and he helped to launch into battle uh, on so many different occasions. So, Coach, if you've got a couple words that you want to say about the the goings-on, let's kind of get this out of the room, and let's move on to, to better things. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I guess, uh, I guess it's it's definitely a sad day for a lot of people. Uh, the organization itself was uh, tremendously uh, amazing impact for a lot of people, and people had some you know amazing experiences with the organization, including myself. And I am truly, truly saddened uh, about this situation. But uh, decisions have to be made from a uh, corporate or an executive decision, and people. You know, sometimes I have to make those type of decisions, and sometimes people don't like the decisions that are being made, but at the end of the day, uh, it's always a bottom line. Um, I will never say anything derogatory about uh, being a part of this organization. Uh, I've had some really, really great experiences with them, and I'm very proud and honored to have had the opportunity to work with the organization of Battle Frog, and hopefully all things will work out for the best for everybody. Unfortunately, right now, it, it is definitely a dark day and a sad day, but uh Decisions have to be made, and it's obviously an executive decision, and um, wishing them the best and the best for everybody that is a part of the organization as well, including myself. Yep. Now, uh, you know, here I said we're going to kick it out of the room, but here's what I just started thinking. It's like I know they're going to turn their attention towards some uh, television application, 
And I don't know why you can't be a part of that. I think that that would be like the pancakes without the syrup if you're not part of that. You know, I don't know. Uh, as of right now, it's all new to me. I don't know anything about that. I don't know what decisions they're going to make. Uh, right now, all I can do is just let it, you know, say where you know stay where it's at and try not to get too involved with it uh because i don't know uh i'm not there i don't know the decisions again that are being made uh obviously the uh, social media is blowing through the roof uh obviously been contacted by numerous numerous of people but as i you know said to them i'll say it to the audience uh, i have no regulation of anything or what decisions have actually been made all i can do is just hope for the best and uh We'll see where it goes from there. I mean, it's a definitely a sad day indeed. But uh, again, for all it's worth, uh, I truly enjoyed the opportunity of being part of the organization. And whatever decisions they make, I'm sure they will make the decision if they feel that it's fit for what their business module is moving forward. Well, I wouldn't pack my bag if I were you. I wouldn't leave <laughs> just yet because you know, it's, it's, uh, it's still unfolding day by day. All right, Project. so before we... We go off into the Q&A session. You know, there are a lot of people on social media had a lot of questions for you and mm -hmm. a, few, a few questions for myself as well. Maybe a couple, yes, couple of these maybe we could chime in together on. But yes, sir. I want people to know how to find you in the event that you don't show up on television with these folks. So you <laughs> you run a coaching business out of where? I'm based out of uh, the Arizona area. I'm in the uh, Phoenix area. Uh, independently as a fitness coach, I've uh, been a fitness coach for about 27 years now, and uh, I don't have a substantial large group. Uh, I've always uh, someday dreaming of maybe getting to a point where I can actually open up a facility of my own. Um, obviously, I'm not in that position yet, but the good thing about being in the Arizona area, besides the heat, of course, uh, I have the opportunity to uh, do most of my fitness training outdoors and uh, independently in some other gyms and things like that. Um, ultimately, that's one way of uh, looking for me. If you're, of course, of any Arizona area, some people have had the alert, uh, liberty to actually come from other cities and other countries, believe it or not, to actually work with me. And I was very excited to have that opportunity. Uh, they can easily find me, obviously, on social media. Can easily shoot me an inbox uh, on Facebook, uh, Coach Payne, uh, my public figure page, of course. Instagram is uh, Coach underscore Payne. Um, and if anyone needed to reach out to me that way, that's one way to reach me. Uh, Toll-free number uh, is 866-234-9386. That's uh, another option that they can uh, do, but most people spend more time on the social media, and so that's usually the best way for most people to reach me if they choose to want to do any type of business with me on that level. Okay. Dude's got a 1-800 number. Yes, sir. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you know we we've never met, but just being the old man that I am, I'm, let me give you a little advice, okay? Yes, sir. Number one, I would not get excited about opening up my own facility. You are a brand, my brother. You what <laughs> what what you do, what you do, and the way you do what you do should not be confined by four walls. And yes. you're going to find it's going to happen to you whether you like it or not. You're going to find one day that opportunity is going to present itself and it's presented to you because you've created the opportunity and yes, if you start to put all your eggs in a basket uh, you're going to put yourself in a bad place so i i wouldn't get to rushing off just do what you're doing and it's going to take care of itself so 
yes, you know, I've had a couple guys I know that got really, really prominent in the fitness industry, and they kept telling me, oh, man, one of these days I'm going to open up my own place and I'm going to have my own place. Let me tell you something. I've had three own places, and every one of them was like a sword of Damocles hanging over my head. Every morning I woke up, my whole dynamic changed in respect to what I was there for. I was always worried about going to make the rent this month, got to pay the leases on all the equipment, got employees to feed, you know, can I sell more memberships? What's our business model looking like? What's our sales strategy? And I finally one day just got sharp and just dumped it. I dumped it all. And I'm busier now. I'm happier now. I'm, I make more money now. I keep more of the money I make now than ever before. And, you know, people make jokes about my secret lab was just basically right out of my home. I mean, I built my, my lab here in my home. Unless I lose my home, I'm going to be in business because I am the asset. You are the asset. So for whatever it's worth, if we had never met, if 10 years from now when you're making a billion bucks off of what you do, I want you to remember I offered you that, that suggestion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at some of these questions. What, what do you say? Not a problem. All right. Shoot. So first of all, um, only because it's the first on my list here, Chris Cow has got a couple questions for you. Chris says he's been to or participated in a lot of your starting line speeches, and he yep. says that they're always different. Yep. And although they often follow a theme, and he was yep. wondering how much of them were rehearsed and how much was off the cuff and in the moment. <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. Um, it's never rehearsed. Um, it's definitely a, a point where there is definitely a moment and attached to that. And that moment can come at any time. Um, it's never really off the cuff, you know, it's never like that. You know, it's not like, Oh, okay, I'm going to say this because it just sounds good. Mm -hmm. It's really just that moment. Um, that's ultimately what it is at that time. Mm -hmm. But I think it comes from even a higher, uh, source of, of, of power, if you want to call it. Uh, you know, some people, you know, I may not be uh, religious or anything. I'm not religious. Of course, I'm a spiritually grounded individual. I believe that uh, a lot of everything I receive is obviously from God himself, and I, I get it mm -hmm. from him. And uh, I think a lot of my uh, source comes from the, the death of my mother. Uh, I lost my mom about four years ago, and rarely, you know, rarely I speak about it, but every once in a while I put it out there in the pot when people ask. And they ask, well, where do you get this from? Where does it come from? And I always try to re reflect back on the day that I lost my mom. Uh, it was probably one of the most devastating things I've ever experienced in my lifetime uh, because I thought this woman could, you know, couldn't live forever. But unfortunately, uh, you know, time didn't allow that. And I think that is by far the most uh, surreal thing that I've experienced with and the words that she left me, and, and I felt that, you know, it might sound a little crazy, but I'll, I'll put it out there. It was the moment uh, I got a call, uh, the day, uh, actually the day after I won my Ironman Physique NPC Midwest uh, competition, and I did Ironman Physique bodybuilding for the first time. Uh, I took second place. It was a great feeling. And I gave my mom a call, you know, gave my mom a call the next day. And I get a call from my younger sister just before I picked up the phone. 
and that my mom had collapsed and uh, my dad was on the way to the hospital with her because he saw her obviously laying on the side of the bed, no response. Uh, got, got, got her to the hospital, of course. Uh, of course, I arrived at the hospital at the time uh, along with my other siblings and the doctor uh, made a notification that, you know, there was nothing really they can do for her because she had too much blood on her brain. So obviously she had a massive stroke or some sort of uh, aneurysm. And probably within the five days of them keeping on life support, they uh, pronounced her brain dead. And that it was, like I said, probably the most amazing, uh, unique experience I've ever had to go through. And uh, at that time, when I was in the uh, hospital uh, at the in the room with her when they, you know, pronounced her uh, deceased, the moment came to me that, you know, they say that a person when they die, uh, the last thing goes is their hearing. And I remember probably screaming so loud that, you know, it probably shook every hospital door in the in the building. It was amazing. Uh, but what I said to my mom, uh, a tear literally ran down her cheek. And I put my arms around her and I told her that um, I will do everything I can to, to make you proud. Um, and I, I know what you want me to do because she's always taught me and my younger brother and sister that, you know, whatever you do in life, you know, put your heart and soul into it and be the best at it. Believe in yourself and don't let anyone take that away from you. And that was pretty much it. And I think that is pretty much where it started. I've always had it, but I never utilized it as much as I do now. So I would have to honestly have to say that's where it truly ultimately I think comes from is the, the source of losing something but gaining something in the end. So she will always be my strength and my guide and light to give me what I do now to help uh, help others in this world. I can understand where you drew your inspiration. On that note, I got a guy that is Miles Keller actually. He he's asking what was the single most touching story that you had seen at a race. Well, I had to. There was a young lady, a little twelve year old girl. And that recently just passed away. Uh, she had terminal cancer. Uh, I believe her name was Emily. Uh, this happened in Atlanta. And we obviously did an event uh, at Atlanta, and I was notified that the young lady uh, was obviously pa- uh, dying at the time. And I was required or requested to, you know, say a few words mm-hmm. about the little girl. And it it really you know, touched me obviously. And, and when it, when it was brought to me, there was no script or anything like that. They just asked me to, you know, uh, you know, say something about the little girl and it just went into something else. And I have to admit, I, it was quite an emotional roller coaster for a lot of people, including the young lady who was running for her in her honor. And three days later, the young lady passed away. Uh, it was a it was a national. It was on the news actually. As a matter of fact, her, her father is a Chicago police officer. The young lady that passed away, uh, and they reached out to me and thanked me for what I did. And again, pouring from the heart. But I have to say that was by far in my book one of the most emotional things that I've experienced. And recently, I have to take that back. Uh, we recently had a uh, when I was at an event in San Jose we had a young man and his father racing and I was speaking to the father and I was speaking to the, his son. His son probably was about maybe 14 at the time, maybe maybe 13, 14. 
And the, what I said to this young man, he literally started crying. And I've never seen anything like that from any child uh, when I spoke with them. And the dad was emotional, and they both hugged each other. And the things that I said, I don't necessarily have to get into that, but whatever I said, obviously it, it gave this, this young man a sense of knowing that he has someone who truly cares about him and, and truly loves him. And, and I enjoy that. You know, I have to say that is probably one of the most memorable moments of what I do uh, in this business. Oh, okay. Now, you know, kind of turning the, the, uh, the energy away from that for a second. Got a guy, it's kind of laughable, but, you know, you, you, you know, it's interesting. You responded pretty much to everybody that had a question. So that's good stuff. But um, this guy, you know, trying to be a little funny, I guess he says, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever run or do you just, (laughs) do you just talk smack? Oh, wow. Well, here's the thing. Uh, My background, uh, I have a martial art background. Uh, I've I've been very competitive as far as a physical uh, competitor as far as fighting. You know, um, I've done uh, JKD, uh, Hapkido, and uh, Jiu-Jitsu. I got into martial arts at a very young age, and that's pretty much what I love, and I also play football. Now, as far as from a running perspective, overall I've done five OCR races, uh, including two American Ninja Warriors. And my love for the sport was to uh, not so much get too deep into it because I knew that wasn't truly, truly what I wanted to do per se, but I looked at it as a way to therapeutically help other people overcome their fears and obstacles. Um, I didn't feel, or I don't feel that I had to go even, even further than that to get out there and run numerous races and, you know, put that kind of stress on my body, uh, considering the fact of what I do now. Um, so yes, I've had definitely tasted the mud, if you want to call it, <laughs> and have the opportunity to do that. And I have to say it is definitely a great experience, but it wasn't something that I proceeded on. Even now, I've had options, uh, opportunities to go back on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, and at that time, when I did American Ninja Warrior, believe it or not, it was six months after my mom passed away. At that time, American Ninja Warrior was on G4, I think, or G5 or something like that at the time, before it got as popular as it is now. And some people will even argue that, well, American Ninja Warrior is nothing like uh, obstacle racing. And I have to disagree with that because you only get one shot. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, once you jump on an obstacle and you fall, that's it. And yeah. it's hit or miss. You know, when you run an OCR, you can do it as many times as you want. And, you know, win or lose, you get out there and you finish your race. But if you do uh, Ninja Warrior, you jump on an obstacle and you miss the obstacle, that's it. You're out. Uh, so they serve two different ways, uh, two different things. But, yeah, I've had an opportunity definitely to run uh and I probably wouldn't do it anymore but uh, for a lot of reasons. But uh, ultimately, no, I think it's a great sport. I've definitely had the opportunity to do it, and uh, I respect the sport very, very much. But overall, from a physical perspective, I feel that I'm just as good as anybody else as an athlete. But I don't consider myself an athlete. I consider myself someone who reserves and preserves his body. I mean, at the age of 43, uh, I feel that I've you know, pay my dues. And I know there's a lot of other people that are a lot older than me that are still running the sport. And I respect them so, so much in the sport. That's why I look up to the, the master's division and even the elites mm-hmm. that, 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 that are out there right now. I mean, everybody has his or her own calling in this sport and we've all 
uh, have our own way of doing it. But yes, I've had the opportunity to run. I've had the opportunity to uh, see what the, what the whole uh, experience feels like. And now I'm, I'm, I feel privileged to have the opportunity to encourage people to go out there and do it. There you go. All right, so this is kind of a basic question, and I think it's a, probably a good one. Probably should have started with it. Is mm-hmm. how did you get started with Battle Frog? Did you like apply for the job, or how did that all come about? Well, the way it happened, it's amazing. Uh, Garfield Griffin uh, at the time was a part of the organization, and um, he was obviously applying. There were people applying for it, obviously at the time. Um, I think this goes all the way back uh, at the time when I was working for uh, Spartan. And Spartan, I have to honestly admit, they were kind of like the the launching pad of what I do now uh, in the OCR community. Uh, So I'm very grateful for that opportunity as well. Um, And then, you know, things didn't go the way uh, I wanted to probably to go at that time. And they had to make an executive decision on that. And uh, But, again, I was thankful for the opportunity that Spartan gave me to be a part of that organization, and it definitely opened up some doors. So my talents or, shall I say, my gifts or whatever were surfaced on uh, social media, on YouTube, and uh, at the time their organization of Battle Frog got a hand on it, and he's like, okay, this is the guy. And uh, that's pretty much how it started. Um Rachel, I can't remember the young lady's name, Raquel, I think. I don't want to mess her name up. Uh, she was the one, actually, that told Garfield about me, and, and I, I'm very thankful for both of them. And I'm sure she'll know who who, who I'm talking about um, if this comes out. Uh, but if it wasn't mainly for her and, and Garfield, uh, the whole battle frog thing that I was doing and have done with the organization probably wouldn't have come about as far as from that perspective. So I'm very grateful for that opportunity with that. How many events do you participate in? All of them. <laughs> wow. so All you of gotta, them. You fly around every event that they do to get the opening remarks and absolutely. get the field on fire? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's like, you know, I've had people ask, how do you do it? And they'll always get that, how do you do it? 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 And I always tell people, well, it's no different than anything else. How does a uh, a mother take care of her child? Or how does a father get up and go to work and provide for his family? Whatever the case may be. You do things without complaints. You do things with integrity. You do things with passion. And as long as you put those things in front and not all of the why you can't in front, I think you can go so much further. The biggest mistake that we all make, I believe, is that we always try to find an excuse to say how. It's always that how do you. It's not that the question of how do I. It's I will. I must. I got to. It must be. It will be. And I say that to myself consistently because I believe in that. I stand on that. I don't stop. You know, if if, if it's meant for me to stop, then I'll stop. But at the end of the day, I consider myself a passionate individual. And when you have passion, it takes a lot of work to kill that. You can't just kill passion. Love sometimes can go, you know, different ways about things. Sometimes you hear people say, I like my job or I love my job. But you can also find out, find yourself falling out of love with what you do. I'm truly passionate about what I do and I believe in it. And when you believe in something, nothing can stop that. And even physically, because I don't allow my physical physicality to control my will, if that makes any sense. 
you know, I don't allow that to happen. I allow my my true uh, self to surface itself, and, and I use that as my will to push forward, and I don't complain about, oh, I'm tired, oh, I can't do this anymore. I look at what my calling is, and I execute, and I try my very best to give it my all, and I'm thankful that I have the strength and the will to, to do it, and uh, I don't I don't complain about it. So, yeah, I get out there, and I work my tail off. Cool. Now, um, this is going to be a good one for you. Yes, sir. A fellow by the name of Michael Carson is mm-hmm. asking, and I know you're going to love this, he mm-hmm. wants to know what your most important message is to youth. Wow, that is a good one. Um, you know, I guess I could come from all different areas with this. From experiences growing up as a child, you know, uh, my parents, my mom and dad never divorced, been married all you know since I was you know growing up, and I'm thankful that I was raised in a, in a household with love, and uh, something I always was taught, and I even now express that to the youth today. Uh, my dad and even my grandfather would always say to me, "If you ever want to make anything good in this world, anything in this life that you've been given, mm-hmm. three principles that you need to learn: respect, love, and discipline." I say that every day to myself as an adult, and I also say it to my kids. And, you know, my children, my daughter, she's 20 now, and my son, he's 17. But my point is, is that that is exactly how we all as adults should try to give that information to uh, to our youth. I would say to our youth that we want them to let them know that they're not alone. You know, we've been where they are. We've been in situations where we felt like no one cared or someone, uh, you know, maybe bullied us or we felt like, you know, the world was coming to an end when we even hadn't had the opportunity to live enough, a long, uh, a long time enough to uh, say we lived in the world enough to say we've been through so much. So a lot of the youth today, they're so misguided by television or even social media or the things that are going on in school today. It's because... You know, we don't necessarily make the time for them. So I let the youth know that the main focus for them is to listen. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to the people that care about you. Listen to the people that love you. Listen to the people that are ultimately making a difference in your life. Don't get yourself wrapped up into things that's going to put you in a position that you can't get out of. And, yes, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, you're going to fall down. But your mom and your dad, if they are in your life, they are the foundation of your development. They are the source of everything that you will become in this world. School teachers are designed to do what they do, and they play mom and dad too, but they only can do so much as school teachers. But as a mother, as a father, uh, I would tell any child, your parents are there to give you information, not so much as teach you and raise you, but to give you the information you need to be a better human being, not just a better person, but ultimately a better human being. And there's so much information you can give the youth because they're all going in different directions, all of them, even this day and time. But ultimately, I think it all goes back to uh, them listening. They have to be able to listen and have the opportunity to express themselves, but it's all about how you ex- express yourself. You don't have to act out to get your point across. You know, you don't have to pitch a tantrum to get your point across. Um, again, we've all been young before, but there is a point in time where you have to learn to listen. And that is the information that I will give to any of the youth that I will have the opportunity to speak with. That's good stuff. 
You know, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here listening to you, and it occurred to me. Now, I, I'm telling you right now that you have the option of saying, no, nah, I don't want to do this. So, and if you decide not to, then we'll just kind of scratch this out. We won't even, we won't even uh, let this be known that it, that it came to light. Okay. But here's what I've just realized, is that today, with Battlefrog being out of the picture, and you no longer going to be showing up at these events to inspire people, and the audience that I serve are the people that typically would attend these events and have that option of hearing you speak and being inspired by you. Would you be up for, like, just give yourself a second and just kind of, like, reflect on where we are today, where you've come from, and where you hope to go? And a lot of people, believe it or not, are going to feel a little bit lost. I mean, clearly, you got people that have been signing up for these events, and they've got a, an agenda. They've got, like, a calendar of events that they, they had hoped to attend, and that's all dashed now. And they're, they're feeling a sense of loss, a sense of remorse. And I think they could probably use a little inspiration. Would you be up for like just doing, let me give you like, uh, well, whatever it takes. The, your typical rant, your little bit of an inspiration to the people that are listening. Because I think this, is gonna, this may very well be, I'm hoping it won't be, but it may be the last time you get in front of an audience of OCR folk that want to hear from you and, and looking for a little inspiration from you. Hmm. Well, um, no, I won't. I mean, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. I'm just saying it would. I think it's an opportunity golden. Well, uh, I can't say it's definitely not the end for me. Uh, whatever uh, is going to happen, it's going to be. You know, one thing about life, that's exactly what it is. It's life. Well, you know? I didn't say, no, no, hold up. I didn't say it was the end for you. I'm oh, just saying okay. that for these people, for these people oh. that may not get a chance to see you again. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that go, they travel, you know how it is, they travel to these events yeah. around the country, they see yep. you, you're like an old friend, you're, you're like their pastor, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, the, you're like their pastor, They're, they've been looking forward to seeing you on the weekend, maybe sometimes on a Sunday morning, and, yes, and now you're not there, so give them some inspiration, tell them how to move on, I think it'd be well, fun. It, here's where it's at. You know, uh, in life, you know, we are going to face challenges, and people have heard me say this over and over again. And one thing about life, nothing lasts forever. You know, um, we have to get into a position, and I'm saying this to the audience, that, you know, um, sometimes things are going to occur the way they occur, and we may not really, uh, we're not prepared for it. You know, we always feel that it's going to always be happy days, it's going to always be joyous days and sometimes you know when those bad days come about you don't know exactly how to embrace it or deal with it and i say to everyone that is listening that you are built to last i've said that often and often again and my key phrase and i will always say this to anybody as long as you're living as long as you're breathing you keep conducting your business that's all it's going to ever be you have more than enough opportunities in this world to be great at whatever you do and sometimes you're going to lose and sometimes you're going to feel like you have this sense of loss where you can't pull yourself out of the situation there's more to life than just you know uh going over walls and climbing up ropes and running through mud there's so many other things in the world that is going to be going on that's going to be much greater challenges for you to face and you have to look 
beyond that. You have to look beyond um, the, what the now is and, and noticing that, yeah, this situation may have happened and you may have this sense of loss uh, even within myself, you know, but at the end of the day, I realized that, hey, man, I'm still above ground. I still got business. I still got work. Business doesn't die unless I want it to die. I'm going to keep living. It's just like fame. You know, some people get into this type of business just for fame. I believe famous people die young. And the reason why I say that, because they are so absorbed with the fame. They're so absorbed with the attention. I'm not looking for that. I never wanted that. I am a messenger sent to deliver a message. And the message is only as strong as the messenger. So I will continue to be strong. I will ask that you all continue to be strong. Continue to be the best at whatever it is that you do and whenever you get knocked down find a way to get back up because you know how to get back up because each and every individual that is hearing my voice that have heard my voice they have heard me speak this way i never change i never will change i will remain humble but i will always stay hungry knowledge is power all you got to do is go out there and get it success is waiting for everybody just go get it now that was done well see now we got that out there and Regardless of what happens, in perpetuity, man, they're, gonna, they're gonna be hearing your voice, inspirationally speaking to folks for years and years and years to come. You may decide all of a sudden to become a lawyer. I'm inspirational fitness and, and fitness person. That's all I want. You know, I'm serious, man. I, I pray that the right people will eventually see or hear me and say, Look, man, you know, uh, we want you to come to our school. We want you to, as a matter of fact, I got the opportunity to go to a school next week, and I'm so uh, thankful for that. I've had some opportunities in the past to speak to some small events, but, you know, uh, I want to be an inspirational speaker. I want to be able to go to public events. I want to be able to reach people. Uh, there's more than just the OCR community that I can reach. Uh, I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to be in this organization, and I hope to go further uh, in the sport itself because I, as an athlete, or I like to consider myself someone who has combated this like anyone else but i believe in the sport i believe that the ocr community uh serves such a significant purpose for so many people and to have that voice to have that empowering presence that i believe that i brought to the table for the battle frog organization it means so much to people. I've had people come to me at an event, and this is a true story, uh, my friend, is that you know, I've had young men, uh, two young men, as a matter of fact, one in Orlando and one in uh, Carolina, pull me to the side with tears in his eyes without no one being around and saying, Coach Payne, thank you for saving my life. And I was like, what happened? How, how did I save your life? He said, I was in a dark place, and I wanted to take my life. And I'm like, wow, really? And, you know, pulled him to the side, didn't want to go public about it, took some time with him, put my arms around him, and I said, you know, I want you to know something, how much of your life, how much your life means to me, because had you taken your life, I wouldn't know what meaning my life has. So you shared something with me, and you made me feel that I do belong. So you have a purpose just like I do. So don't ever think for one minute that you are not loved. Don't ever think for one minute that you don't matter in this world. So I, I have my own personal moments where I reach people without even being at the starting corral, or where I have been at the starting corral, but even after the event, I've 
being able to talk with people on a more personal note or even through Facebook or on a personal uh, text or whatever the case may be. And they never would go public about it, but they would personally reach out to me and say that. And that's very inspiring. I've realized that I do have a calling and regardless of whatever direction I may go, I know that hopefully it will be in the right direction and I'll be able to continue my work. Cool. Well, uh, if nothing else, you're going to get the weekend off. <laughs> oh well, uh, I gotta figure something out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to be funny, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, and no, it's okay. Uh, no, I, you know, you gotta have some. You gotta be able to laugh at some things, even when it's not always the best day. Every day is a good day, even when you feel that it is a bad day. You know, as long as you're breathing, you got your health and strength. Yeah. You know, it's always something else waiting for you on the next day. All you gotta do is just focus on it now and let tomorrow take care of itself. I am truly grateful for everything that I've had the opportunity to have. Uh, in this sport, and I'm hoping that someone uh, or other organizations will reach out. And uh, I'm still here. You know, Coach Payne is still here. He's yeah. not gone. He's not out of the books. He's not out of the game. He's not gone forever. Uh, I am still here. I will still continue my work. My voice will still be heard, and then my presence will still be felt if it's the will of God. And, and I'm using God and not. And not trying to be religious with anyone because everybody has their different beliefs. But I do believe that uh, I wasn't created on my own. I believe that a uh, higher power made me, and a higher power gave me the ability to do what I do. Right. You know, I might have to take you on the road with me. Oh, man, that would be great. <laughs> you know, I love that. You know? That's the start. A little, bit of answer, a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of ass whipping. You know, just bind it all up into a nice little oh, package. That'd be cool, man. I will have an opportunity. That'd be a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah you know? and don't, don't, you know, don't discount that it might happen. You know. <laughs> well, hey, I never, I never say no to opportunities, Look, man. If it's you know what? Different. You ever see that thing that they posted? Uh, they post somebody posted on, on on social media about the uh, the life and times of um, Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Did you ever see that? I never had the opportunity to check that oh, out. Oh man, there's a there's a little video that shows what his life was about, mm-hmm. and he failed at everything. I mean, mm-hmm. he failed at everything he did. He got kicked out of every job he had. He failed in school. He failed in the military. Everything he did, he failed. He mm-hmm. was broke. He was going to kill him. His wife left him. I mean, it's like one of those country western songs, you know. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was terrible. And then come along, I think he was 65 years old. He had borrowed like $85. And with that $85, he started uh, cooking chicken and selling it to his friends. Mm -hmm. And in a a matter of no time, he was a billionaire and was founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. The reason I bring that up is because, you know, I'm 60, I'll be 64 years old. Come December, God Happy willing, birth- God willing, God. the quick creek don't rise. When is your birthday? December third. December third. Oh, my birthday is November twenty fourth. So Sagittarius. There brother. you go. There you go. So, <laughs> and I, my, my life has been interesting, and it's like you never know what pieces of the puzzle kind of come together, despite what your path was, what your intended path was. But you start to find that all these things kind of come in line, and they they evolve into who you become. And yes, sir. here I am, like right now, I'm redefining myself. What I 
thought was the thing to do, the money I spent trying to create something that I thought was was going to be the thing, it all came back to me. It all came back to the asset that I really have is me. And when I finally got to a place mentally where I embraced that, I started to become more and more successful. And yeah. I am on the rise. I'm having a great time. I love, I love, love, love what I do every day. I love working with people. I'm no longer looking at whether, you know, the rent's going to be met on my, my big, you know, mausoleum of a building that I used to keep. Uh, it's now, it's just about me and the people I work with and the outcome. Yes, and, sir. And that's exactly what you do. That's exactly what you do. That's why I was ranting earlier about don't get caught up in trying to buy a building and all that stuff because, um, quite frankly, that just enslaves you. What you want to do is you want to keep being you, keep doing what you do. And I, yes. think, I think that's going to take care of itself, man. And you know what? I'm telling you, I'm going to put you on the road show. You're going to be out there with me <laughs> before, <laughs> before we do whatever we do. You're going to be out that's there awesome. first. Well, like I said, you know, um, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm always, like I said, when when opportunities come, you know, um, being that if they're good opportunities or not good opportunities, you just got to know what path. And it's funny, I, you know, I spoke of that recently uh, about, you know, the path you choose. Um, and most people know about the paths you choose. I mean, most people, sometimes they go down the wrong road and it doesn't necessarily go the way they hope for. But that's the thing about the path. It's an unknown path. You know, you just have to be willing to go through it regardless of the circumstances. You have to be prepared. You see, one thing about me is uh, to give you a little bit more insight about who I really am. I mean, everybody's been you know, do something in their lifetime. Everybody's lost. Like I said before at the beginning, um, I know what it feels like to get hit. You know, I know what it feels like to be flat on my back. I know what it feels like to cry. I know what it feels like to be angry. You know, I know all of those things. And I choose to embrace it because I help it. To me, it helps me to build tough mass. It helps me to build tough mass around my soul. It helps me to build tough mass around my well-being. It teaches me to, to embrace opportunities. So when they do come, and even if they don't go the way I plan it, because you can't predict what tomorrow is going to bring, will you be prepared? Are you prepared? Are you are you stable enough to withstand that? And that's why it goes back to the famous people again. Sometimes people are so caught up in fame, and when they lose it, they kill themselves. And solely, you know, either not just physically, their soul is literally deteriorated because they're they're gone. You know, because they were so used to that one thing. And that's why I never really so much got too attached to the attention, like most people may may think, or maybe not. But my point is, I never wanted people to ever think that it was about. Coach Payne. It's all Coach Payne. No, Coach Payne is who he is, what I am, and what I do. It's never about me. It's about the people, and and that's what I'm about. I'm about the people. I'm about trying to make a difference, not so much as changing people, because you can change some people, and they'll change back to being the same, but if you can evolve people and, and make a difference, I think that's a bigger, bigger impact, and I'm thankful for that opportunity. Well, and, and we're thankful for having you. I appreciate that. I don't know if you ever listened to this inspirational speak. I think it was somebody did this on TEDx. Mm -hmm. But they talked about you have to find out your why. Absolutely. Right? So when when you've got your why figured out, the rest of it is going to take care of itself. Absolutely. And that's, that's apparently what you've done. Yes, sir. I mean, you got to remember the day we were born, there's always a question mark. 
you know, when, you, when you're born, your dad, your mom, or whoever, they look at you, and I wonder what this kid's going to be. <laughs> you know, it's a question. You know, you wonder. And then as you grow up, you're still trying to figure things out. It's, it's a big question mark on all of our heads. And once we finalize exactly what we're going to be, then there's the answer. The answer has always been put within each and individual that is living in this world and on this earth. We all have an answer mm-hmm. within us. We just got to find it. And I found my answer. I found it. I know I have a purpose. I know I got something to do. I know that there's business to be conducted. And I know that the right people are going to see that. And again, I'm thankful for all of the stepping stones that I've had the opportunity to utilize to get me to where I'm at today. And I'm very grateful for that. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. You and I, one day, I I think it would be fun to get you involved in something I do and – Regardless of whether that occurs or not, I have faith in you. I think you're going to do fine. You're going to land on your feet, and yes, uh, and you know the best of luck to you, my brother. I appreciate that. Appreciate you very much, and thanks to all of you guys that's listening. I uh, just want to leave you guys with this. You know, Coach Payne is still here. You know, uh, all is well, and uh, I just want you guys to know, uh, truthfully, the strength also grew through you guys, the audience that's listening in, the ones that have mm-hmm. been there in my presence, that's been at our Battle Frog Series events and being out of that and in, in supporting the events that we held. Uh, it was very, very uh, welcoming, and I'm very grateful for that. And uh, I say that often to everybody, and I'm saying it to you guys that's listening in. I also uh, drew my strength through you, and I appreciate that so much. So thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, thank you for having me on, Ms. Diaz. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure, and thanks for the interview, and I hope that i get to see most of you guys again very soon. All right, brother. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.